This episode may not be suitable for young audiences. Discretion is advised. We've spoken a lot about plastic packaging on our show and the hopeful eradication of it. But there's some instances when wrapping in plastic-like material is necessary. The S word on our podcast stands for sustainability, but this episode, it stands for something else. The love glove, rubbers, raincoat, Johnny, condom. No matter what word you use, no matter who you love or how you love, protection is obviously crucial. But every year, over 200 million women don't have access to contraception. And this year alone, 1.7 million people became newly infected with HIV. When the entire narrative around sustainability sounds like it revolves around using less, buying less, and wasting less, globally, we need to be using more condoms. We called up Beck Park, who happens to know a lot about condoms. She and her co-founder started an entire company about them. Just last night coming home from, on a plane from Brisbane, um, an older gentleman was sitting next to me and towards the end of the flight he said, so what do you do for work? And I went, huh, I sell condoms. And, <laughs> and, and he just what was the me. response? <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he wasn't quite sure what to do with that. Uh, and, then I, and then I explained the, the purpose of Johnny and he turned around and he said, I think that is brilliant. I applaud you. That's I'm really excited for you. Congratulations. You know, so so when because everyone understands the stigma and the awkwardness. Everyone's been there. Well, most people have been there. Johnny is the business that um, I am a co-founder of with two other beautiful women. Um, and obviously, you know, as you know, we are all about uh, reducing the stigma and awkwardness that's associated to condom purchase and use, and and just generally talking about sex um, and hoping to normalise that conversation somewhat so that, you know, the um, we can have an impact on society by way of a more um, healthy and sustainable um, target, you know, generation of people. So it's really exciting. It's very exciting, yeah. actually. Yeah, it is really exciting. So can you tell us more of how did the idea came about and what was the instigator um, it was very organic. Uh, we were literally three chicks sitting around a table, having a glass of wine, <laughs> talking. Doesn't it always start about, out that way? Isn't that how always. the best businesses and ideas come about? <laughs> Over a glass of wine. <laughs> so important. Such an important contributor to um, big thinking. And uh, we were just uh, talking about our love past, recent, lost uh, you know, similar experiences and the conversation led to similar experiences that we had all had and um, it really came to us then uh, that, you know, we needed to do something about this. The three of us are, are different in age. So the young Beck um, is probably about 10 years my junior and she had experienced the same, um, you know, stigmas and areas of awkwardness um, and, and I was just thinking, why does this still exist? Why, you know... I, I thought that was just my generation. Why is it still there? And we, we talked about that. And, and it literally, the idea to launch Johnny came from that conversation. And it was, we were just all on the same path. We've got to do something to change this. And um, when you say, and, 
When you say to then, change this, you're, you're talking about to change the awkwardness that is the conversation around sex. Or yeah, exactly. Well, even more so, the the for women, the uh, change the thinking um, that when you're faced when you're in in, a, in an intimate situation and um, you know you really you really want to have sex with a guy or, or, or guy on guy and it's really exciting and they and they and you want to put a condom on and they say ah, don't worry about it or I don't have one but don't worry about it that conversation. Mm. Um, Nine times out of ten, a female uh, or the other partner will turn around and go, oh, okay. And then the effect of that is actually quite huge. The effect of that decision on your own self-worth, um, on the experiences that you have to have after that. So you might still have great sex, but it ends up being, especially in a female's case, the one that has to go to the chemist perhaps the next day to get the morning after pill or their doctor. So there's a shame attached to that. Um, or they don't do that and they wait to see if they might be pregnant or not, you know, those kind of things. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of mental uh, health uh, consequences really around it. So for us, it's like, why does that still happen? Why can't we be brave enough or uh, have enough self-respect to say, you know, you know what, if you want to have sex with me, we have to have a condom, for example. Um, and let's make that part of the conversation fun. I love this message and I think it's so important. Um, and, and what I also love about what it is that you're doing um, is, is the fact that this does relate back to sustainability in a lot of yeah. interesting ways. And yeah. at, at the S word, we're trying to, we're trying to talk about sustainability in ways that are maybe not as common. And when we heard about what, what you and your team were doing, we thought that was actually, that's a really interesting approach to sustainability. Um, and maybe I'd love, I'd love for you to maybe make the link before, before I try to make my <laughs> own, but, but how, you know, how do you, how do you think of Johnny as, um, kind of a, a sustainable option um, when it comes to protected sex? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it, it, for me it comes back to the three pillars uh, of, of Johnny. Um, first and foremost, it's about respect, and I need to go back to that in order to show how mm -hmm. we believe it's sustainable. So um, it, it's about respect first and foremost, and it's respect for yourself and respect for others being the person that you're having sex with. And also the planet. And so we like to think that if you base or we base our choices on the consideration of these three foundations, you will end up making a sustainable choice, be that by the way you choose to use or consume and then discard of, of the contraception of choice. So for Johnny, um, the sustainability element in its traditional format is, you know, the uh, the more natural we've gone for a product that's as mostly natural as you can possibly get and still be effective, um, and all our packaging, et cetera, et cetera. But if you go back to the core uh, mission and reducing how st the stigma and awkwardness around it but, and the sustainable outcomes of that, that's really important. Um, the use of contraception in whatever form you like is really important uh, with the outgrowing population or the population numbers that we currently have globally um, it's not necessary teenage pregnancies are on the rise again uh, and that's not a good thing safe sex has always meant protected condoms but safe sex should also mean safe for the planet right we're not just talking about overpopulation we're talking about 
condoms that can finally be disposed of in an eco-friendly way. As humans are most definitely the number one threat to the environment, preventing unplanned pregnancies is definitely environmentally friendly. We don't want too many more humans around, right? An article in The Guardian came out and spoke about the Brazilian government and what they're doing um, to tackle this issue. And I quote, the Brazilian government is the largest single buyer of condoms in the world, importing around a billion of them every year. Most recently, the government has started to include condoms in the basic basket of goods that it distributes for free to low-income families as part of its strategy to combat hunger. Now, this serves a double purpose, really, since there's a clear link between family planning and poverty reduction. Uh, catch us if we're wrong, but Johnny is a is a vegan option. Yes, it is vegan. Wow. It is vegan. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of our the bigger companies uh, include in their lubrication um, a, a milk derivative, a protein that comes from cow's milk called casein, and not a lot of people knew that. And actually, um, people un- unknowingly do ha- can have an allergy to casein as well. So that could be one reason why some people find uh, condoms can be irritable. To be as healthy as you possibly can, we wanted to strip out, find a manufacturer that doesn't use as much chemicals or additives as possible, but still have a, a good performing product. I would never know that the lubricant would be using a cow's derivative. Yeah. 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 I'm a little slightly grossed out. I'm not a vegan, <laughs> but I, I kind of have this weird feeling right now. Yeah. I think it's talk about rubber. And is there such a thing as eco-friendly rubber? And if so, what's the difference? Eco-friendly rubber is a really interesting definition, isn't it? Um, I mean, latex comes from the rubber plant. uh, And the beauty about um, sourcing uh, the sap from a rubber plant to make the latex is that you don't need to harm the plant. Uh, And then it's treated and it's how it's treated that, uh, that affects the sustainability or the eco-friendliness of the condom so, um, and also of your body. So again, going back to the toxins, not having as many toxins or chemical additives is really important. However, it is treated so that it, it, it is effective and, in order, and, and so that the wear and tear of it, uh, so when it's transported in the, you know, in the container and then in the boxes and, and then maybe, unfortunately, in someone's wallet for a little while, <laughs> you know, mm. it, it can last and it can be sustained and still be effective. So there are parts of it that um, require manufacturing techniques to ensure that it's stability, which means that when you, it actually does reach the landfill and not the ocean, um, it will degrade. A, a condom that's treated with less chemicals and additives and whatnot will eventually degrade in landfill. There are no studies that we've been able to find right now that tells us how long that process takes. <laughs> but because if it's in its most natural state, like the Johnny condoms are, it will eventually degrade in landfill. We do know, though, that there is a new, there's a new, um, a new material that's been found from an Australian farmer actually up in Queensland, and it's the middle of uh, a, a, a piece of grass called Spinifex, and it is meant to be stronger and more natural and need less um, manufacturing interference to make rubber stronger. I think it's such a funny thing because when it comes to con, and when it comes to anything else, if there's a high biodegradability, it's great. When you're thinking mm. about a condom, it's almost like you have this 
I don't know, at least I have this fear of, oh my gosh, if it's going to biodegrade any faster than a regular condom, I don't know if I want to take the chance. Like, what if it has been in somebody's wallet for a really, really long time? Or, you know, there's this weird, there's this weird thought that passes. Yeah, there's this weird thought that you start thinking, like, is the sustainable option? And I'm wondering, I'd love to know, like, do people, do people ask you or, or come, come to you with worries about, about, you know, is vegan, is vegan just as effective? Is, you know, the sustainable option just as effective? Am I going to be okay? Um, is that, is that ever a, is that ever a worry from, from your customers or your fan base? Uh, not that, not that we've come across yet, actually. Um, yeah, and, and the beauty is that our manufacturer is one of the largest manufacturers in the world um, of condoms. So the, I think backed by that, there is a, uh, we have a, a general sense of, of calm around the effectiveness of the product. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they, that's, that's definitely a, a, that, that's yeah. a comforting thing for sure. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, it's not some little backyard mm. operation somewhere. Um, and also the rigours of the manufacturing process and what a, what a company has to go through uh, in order to pass uh, international standards and testings and all that kind of stuff. It's really full on and it's not easy. So... Um, I think that there's a, a consumer consciousness around, a, a growing consciousness around the choices that we make, which is fantastic and really important. And so the more natural we can be and be reassured that it's still going to be effective, the better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think that is important for us to be able to communicate as well um, along the journey to allay any of those fears. But we haven't had anyone reach out about that as such. There are definitely people who, um, reach out about what the ingredients are, um, and that's and you know that's a very natural question, and I think it's been hidden for a long time. And because of this growing consciousness, people want to know what it, what goes on and how things are manufactured. And I think that's a great it's a great thing. And at the very at the very end of it, that means people are talking about it, which is exactly what we want to happen. Talk about it. Be knowledgeable. Be um, you know, ask all the questions because the more you do that, the less uh, the less stigma or awkwardness there is around the conversation of condoms. You know, so it all starts with conversation oh, yeah. and a little bit of humour. Oh yeah, the humour the humour goes a long way. It goes a long way, exactly. I'm so happy that people are asking about what's in a condom. I, I actually in uh, in preparation for this interview. I had been doing a bit of digging and and came across this article. This this um, German scientific research institute, they started mm. warning, you know, people and the public that most condoms on the market contain this cancer-causing chemical nitrosamine. Yeah. Maybe I'm not pronouncing it properly, but um, are, are there a lot more chemicals that we're not even aware of in regular condoms that we should be worried about and curious about? Yeah. Look, not, none. There, there are a list of chemicals that are found in condom manufacturers and, um, and not in Johnny. Again, that's why we... Um, went to the extent that we did to try and find the better manufacturer, and I and you know hopefully people's awareness of this are going to make other larger manufacturers stand up and take note and and start producing better. But there's things like um, the parabens, so the synthetic chemical that is used to preserve goods, and that's often found in moisturisers and makeup. They're not in Johnny. Um, glycerin is another common uh, inclusion. Um, and that can actually cause yeast infection. So again, another irritant, especially for women. 
spermicides definitely not. I don't know whether you know much about spermicides, but they were uh, the spermicide was added as a standard for a very long time, and um, that had, by law has now been removed. No condom manufacturer can include spermicides, might I'm aware. And, and what's Which the is, reason for that? I'm not, I'm not even sure why beca- that was Because of the um, chemical effect that it was having. Um, it was very, very dangerous. It was, it was there to kill sperm, obviously, but the uh, chemical irritations and effects it was having, I think mainly to the female, um, was, was very dangerous. So that's been removed. Um, benzocaine, have you heard of benzocaine? That's a numbing agent to try and make yeah, uh, the I- erection last longer. Wow, that, it's crazy. This is, this, and this is all. This, this is, it was like recently, like in the last decade. This this stuff was has been in our condoms. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of them have been there for a long time, but just people haven't spoken about them or known about them or known to ask. This is the you know the beauty of this global consciousness about these additives in everything that we're doing. It's so exciting. Yeah, <laughs> we're becoming more and more educated around these things. Yeah, that's amazing. It's yeah. Education on all sides. It's it's on talking sides, about it, but right? it's also yeah, it's also like your it's not just your own protection, you know, maybe from the other person, but it's protection from the product. It's crazy. Yeah. From the product and what goes into your body. We so. are really learning a lot of quantum now <laughs> because now we, we just we just know that it's a protect um it's a use for us to put uh, to have a protected sex. Now it's there's just a lot of layers to also understand the product and the use and the implications um, when it comes to the user, right? It's it's yeah, amazing to know. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the more and, natural you can go, the better. It's sort of, yeah. So yeah. to backtrack as well, because um, you were mentioning about the ways and how to dispose it properly. So mm. what do you think is the most eco-friendly way to dispose the dis way to dispose of condoms and um, is it going to be like throwing to the bin or flushing it um, down to the toilet? Or digging, a, digging a hole in your backyard <laughs> and putting it in there. Don't flush, don't flush, don't, don't flush. flush. Yeah, I mean, there's a, our line um, in Johnny is be a lover, not a flusher. Uh, so, I, like, I like that. Yeah, it's really important. And well, I think Why is it not it, safe to flush? It's not safe to flush because... Um, it one it can clog the waterway, which is a you know which is an infrastructure cost. But most importantly, it goes into our marine, it goes into the oceans and our marine life, and that has a detrimental effect. And they won't biodegrade in the water. Um, our our fish can swallow them. It's just it's horrific what it can do, and it just adds more junk to our oceans. So don't flush. So, so um, setting the record straight, condoms do mm, not biodegrade in water. Not in water. They do not biodegrade nope. water. Okay. Nope. The record has been set. Yes. Starting now. It has been set. That's right. And just think about those turtles and the fish that, you know, yeah. looking for their food and it's already highly polluted. What we would prefer you to do <laughs> is to dispose of them in landfill, in your rubbish. And uh, that's why we've um, added a really cool little bag called the Fab Little Bag. I don't know whether you've seen that. Um, Tell us more. A, yes. Yeah, it's great. So we... A part of, because we are uh, overtly uh, targeting women with Johnny in order to help equalise uh, the responsibility and remove the shame and whatnot, um, we had this idea that women like things to be put away neatly most, for the most part, you know, be discreet. And so we looked for a bag that would be that we could dispose of condoms in um, after the fact. And we came across this brand, Fab Little Bag, out of the UK. 
and um, it was perfect. So it has been designed for the disposal of tampons and pads because they too should not be flushed down the toilet and believe it or not, a significant proportion of women do flush their tampons for all the same reasons as they shouldn't flush a condom. Um, and and the best part about their little bag um, is that it is biodegradable also. It's made of organic materials and it's biodegradable and, and disintegrates within 12 months. The feedback that we get from our market is the guys love the bags as well. <laughs> so it's a really that. useful little tool because it's such a discreet type. It's just a nicer way of disposing of a condom rather than, you know, throwing it in your bin unwrapped or, you know, wrapping it up in loop paper. From your experience, is it the men or the female who are purchasing more of Johnny? Well, for Johnny, it's actually we have a higher female consumer, which is great because that's who we're targeting. However, it's it's not too far from being equally male, which I'm really, really happy about. So Johnny as a brand is a gender neutral brand. We wanted to appeal to both and definitely not alienate. And um, part of our ethos is around intimate equality for us. It's not it, uh, the purchasing and using of condoms from our perspective should not be seen as a male's responsibility or a female's responsibility. It's just your responsibility. It's a human's responsibility going back to the looking after yourself and others in the planet ethos. For a very, very long time, men have been uh, marketed to by the more traditional brands and perhaps not in a very um, nice way or a very uh, quite being quite demeaning. You just have to Google some of the old ads and you'll see how bad they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think that has contributed uh, to the awkwardness as well because men don't like to see, um, you know, young, very young women spread across a condom pack or be spoken to about extra, extra, extra large and all this kind of stuff, just this really whole toxic masculinity kind of stuff. Mm. There are a lot of men out there that, you know, I just just want to be able to go and buy a condom, not have to worry about that. So I think that's what Johnny is also doing. We, we're, you know, we don't want to be degrading in our communications to men or women at all. So women have been left out of of that um, that story before. So it contributes to where we are in society today. I think, and it's our responsibility to make sure we can shift that in the way we talk and communicate. I find the topic of, of protected sex to be a little bit difficult to to speak about in the context of you know zero waste practitioners mm. because um, a you know as you mentioned a few times you know having protected sex is, is the most sustainable thing that you yeah. do um, yeah um, but what I mean do you do you how do you see the future of of sustainable sex products to look like or or you know what is what is the future of not not just Johnny, but just of the landscape yeah. of, of individuals who are more and more conscious about the products that they're consuming, but also the waste that those products produce. So whether it comes in a packaging or not, or, you know, yeah. I keep thinking, you know, will, will there be a day where you could um, just like a Kleenex box, you're pulling out, you're pulling out a condom that doesn't have any packaging. I think you have to start thinking like that and not be constrained by the technicality of the manufacturer or, or the international standards. Uh, you know, contraception is a medical device that's recognized around the world. So it, it um, they have quite stringent um, manufacturing and packaging codes, uh, rather than being constrained by that and thinking about the you know the box of 
rubber condoms without any extra packaging would be amazing. And then I would love for manufacturers to work out how to make that happen rather than coming from the, oh, we can't because we have to do X, Y, Z. It takes a lot of investment, um, but a lot of creative thinking. Uh, and, uh, you know, personally, I'd love to see something like that uh, happen. I think that's really fun. I can actually see it now mm. <laughs> when you talk yeah. about it. Go for it. it. Run with it. <laughs> overcomplicated or anything like that. I think we might have to run a bit of a brainstorm on this one, mm. <laughs> personally. And I think the consumer, um, as we become more and more aware, is going to demand these results, demand these these uh, solutions from from us and from manufacturers. So there is a movement. There's a movement coming to to open up the conversation, make it more sustainable, environmentally friendly. Um, I think we just have to be really creative. One of my most interesting conversations was actually with an Uber driver in Melbourne, and uh, he was of, of a religious faith that doesn't believe in um, contraception, let alone. Uh, um, women talking about sex and contraception but the, he was absolutely beautiful in the way that he responded because it came back down to the core focus of this is about respect and um, as humans people have different opinions and different cultures and different religious beliefs and whether you agree or not it's just you need to come from a place of respect and that's exactly what he did. He said, you know that I don't believe in what you're doing, but I understand why you're doing it. And I think that's a wonderful thing. That's a five-star um, Uber driver right there. That's a five-star Uber driver. He definitely got five stars. We hope this episode turned you on to using sustainable condoms. This is probably the one case when reduce, reuse, recycle just doesn't apply. We found the exception to the rule. Yay! Now, if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, be sure to click that subscribe button wherever you're listening to your podcasts. And we'll see you next time on The S Word.